You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship, a Prop G Pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Out of Sight Podcast on the Liberty Ballers Podcast Network. I am Adil Royster, as joined always by my co-host, Dave Early. Chill ride, chill vibes. Not very chill. It's a little it's a little heated. And I'm not just talking about the weather, although it was uh, uncomfortably muggy today. Um, it's still it's still pretty hot in the in the land of Sixers as it pertains to one James Harden. I'm not calling him Tiberius Harden. I used to do that in the uh, playoff run, but he's he's lost the Tiberius nickname, Dave. I feel like that's fair. Oh, yeah, this thing just continues to drag on. Um, NBA has opened an inquiry into the Sixers, I guess, to look into that charge that Harden lobbied at them about calling them a liar, calling Maury a liar. Everybody was speculating that what he meant was maybe there was some sort of wink-wink handshake agreement. Sixers have denied that. They were investigated for exactly this a year ago. And the NBA found no wrongdoing. And since then, James has come out and said basically – Oh, I meant he was lying about promising me he'd trade me pretty early on this offseason. And then a couple days later, uh, a couple days ago, before he called him a liar, it came out that they were no longer in trade talks with the Clippers. So now I guess the NBA has more reason to look, or I was just really thinking think about be more evidence. I was thinking about this the other day, right? So let's speculate that the liar portion had to do with some kind of wink, wink, nudge, nudge deal that we hinted at last week on the podcast. Right. Okay. Two things. Number one, Daryl has already been investigated once with the PJ Tucker and the Danwell house uh, situation. Right. He investigated it for this exact thing. And also that, and he found them guilty of that. That's more of a slap on the wrist that lost second round picks for each player. And then they were found not guilty of the much bigger penalty, which is essentially a legal negotiation. Some fans remember that Joe Smith got one of those from Minnesota back in the day, and they were penalized five first round picks. So they already cleared the Sixers of wrongdoing on that. They found no evidence. Harden has since come out and said, I wasn't even referring to something like that. Um, 
now here's here's where here's the road I'm trying to go down. Yeah. Maury has already been caught with his hand in the cookie jar once for this exact thing. No, not I don't... really. He got he got caught for doing something much, much, much less. Like losing a second round pick is not the same as losing f- potentially five firsts in his career. Right. But Maury's Maury's been under the investigative eye of the NBA as recent as last offseason. So okay. for me, I don't think that Daryl is the type of person that would, you know, try to stick his hand in the fire. He he's not going to touch the stove more than once is basically what I'm trying to get at here. Like I don't think Daryl I think he's too smart of an executive to not to allow that to happen. Is, but what the NBA fair? what the NBA would be investigating is if he stuck his hand in the cookie jar a summer ago. Right. And so if he did it this that summer with PJ, by your logic, maybe he did it that same summer with James, and it wouldn't be doing it again. It would be doing it all in one week. Um, but they were again; they were they've denied it vehemently, and they've been investigated for it. And the NBA found no wrongdoing. So that's why does- I'm more inclined to agree with the latter speculation, where it's just like, oh, he promised me a trade, but it didn't happen, and now he expects me in camp. That makes it like I, I feel like that is more of a possibility than, you know, some kind of hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge deal behind closed doors. I'm more inclined to agree with the latter. Yeah, I don't think you're alone there. I think a lot of fans are taking James at his word here. Um, but then there's probably the other ones listening. And I think I might fall into this where you're like, like PJ Tucker tweeted the other day, James is not an acrobat. He's not trying to flip. He doesn't want to accuse the Sixers of the worst type of penalty that'll cost Maury his career, that'll cost the team five first round picks. Right. And that will probably make the Clippers look at him like, if he's willing to do that to Daryl Maury, how could we ever trust this player? And, and so that's, and that's the next think, thing I want to go ahead. I don't think James has any incentive to completely blow this up at this point. And that's the thing that I want to get into about the whole trade too, right? Because James, we understand that you wanted to trade. Like I totally get it if you were upset, but if you wanted to trade, why would you limit yourself to one team? And if that one team doesn't want you, you just made it really difficult to get out of a situation that by the way, you opted into, you opted into the player, you opted into the player option. Right. So I don't know what the thought process was there. Well, if he was thinking, I'm going to opt in because Daryl's not communicating with me, which is the way Sam Amick reported it. Okay. uh, Then you are safer taking the $36.5 million for one year. So opting in, you make sense. Now, if he were to secretly be accusing Maury of being a liar for violating a wink-wink handshake agreement, hypothetically, then in his mind, he was promised or he was told that maybe they would take care of him on a four-year deal. And if you were expecting that all year and then suddenly they're not communicating with you at all in those key days before you decide to opt in, you might be pretty mad. So we've seen this with Kyrie Irving. We thought to ourselves, I think you and I talked about it, if Kyrie Irving opts in, his career in Brooklyn is over because it means they're not extending and they couldn't come to terms. So he 
plays out a one year deal and he's probably not going to want us to resign with them now. Correct. So it, it made sense. I wasn't surprised that it was a simultaneous thing. If I figured if James does opt in here, he's going to be pretty upset about something. And maybe I'm just coming at it from, you know, the parent that's like really sick and tired of somebody throwing a temper tantrum. Maybe I'm just coming at that at it the wrong way from that perspective. So maybe, I don't know, you know, James Harden is an adult, I, I suppose. So maybe I'm just giving him a little bit too hard of a time here. That, that could it, also be possible. If it's possible that he was given some sort of wink, wink, handshake agreement that, and Maury did, you know, maybe he didn't say, I will give you $208 million, even if you tear both your knees. I promise you that. Because I doubt he would have ever said anything like that. No, but no, if, no, no but way. But if anyone from Maury to Michael Rubin, who Woj once tweeted, could now help the Sixers in contract talks with Harden, now that he's no longer a minority stake owner, if anyone ever said, we got you, in a way that convinced James to trust them, you know, maybe. Maybe an agent wouldn't recommend he do so, but if he, the way Patrick Beverly speculated the other day, he was like, hypothetically, if there was a wink, wink, you know, maybe they leaned on Maury's friendship. And he said, that's why you should never mix friendship with this business because it takes the soul out of it. Those are Beverly's words. So if he was given the indication that, and then he opts in without that, you could see why he'd be pretty, pretty mad. And then if the if it is true, if he's right, and they did make that wink-wink thing, him coming out and saying, no, that wasn't it, I just wanted to trade, that actually makes him look worse. And he's like doing a solid for for Daryl, not completely. Yeah, he's making Daryl look good. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's not ratting him out, basically. And now we're in this whole thing. I, let, me, let me ask you this. I don't know how hard it is to prove something like this, where... Like, I, I know the Minnesota Joe Smith thing, but how hard is it to kind of prove that there was some kind of uh, deal behind the scenes for a contract, not a trade, but just a contract? I feel like that's really hard to prove without like paperwork, some kind of a paper trail or like voice messages or just something. It's just a lot of he said, he said. Yeah, you might like to nitpick Maury for not firing Doc sooner or allowing the teams to always have like the worst backup center situation but maury's been a sharp guy so it would be pretty weird if he puts something completely illegal that he happens to know could cost him his career and the team five picks in writing yeah i don't think he'd do that or in text (laughs) message so i think to answer your question very hard to prove that because unless you have a really really green gm or you know green agent you're not gonna have record of that stuff so moving forward, now comes the question of not not so much if Harden is going to get traded, it's when. And Jackson Frank put up a SB Nation reacts poll and looks like most Sixers fans don't expect a Harden trade before the season. So according to this, it says uh, 36% of Sixers fans think James Harden will be traded before the season. And if that's the case, then we're looking at him being here until at least October, which, again, we kind of talked about in last week's podcast. I bring this up because I was listening to the Bill Simmons podcast and he was making a very interesting point. James, your best play here 
is to play good basketball for the Philadelphia 76ers. You want to go out west and be with the Clippers and play with load-managed Kawhi and whatever's left of Paul George. If you look at the east, right, and I'm sure you listen to this too, and I totally agree with him, like Milwaukee's rolling out there with a rookie coach. Boston, who knows what's going to happen with this poor Zingas thing. He's got plantar fasciitis. Miami is older, plus they lost Gabe Vincent and Struess and, you know, whatever is left of that team, even with Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo, they're a year older. Like, I I don't agree with the fact that the Sixers could be the one seed. I still think that's Milwaukee, but isn't Harden's best play to just play great basketball with the Sixers? Like, you're going to go out West. You're, you're, you're not going to the finals. If you go out West, I'm telling you that right now, especially now with those Clippers. Yeah. I listened to the same pod and Bill Simmons was saying that if, if Harden returns and is actually motivated, the Sixers have a chance to win the one seed. Um, so I wouldn't pick them for that. I know a lot of, Fans, I know some of our writers at Liberty Ballers were really bummed at the idea that they were simply going to run it back. <laughs> and that almost yeah. looks a little rosy compared to where we are now. But yes. uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't pick them to be quite that good. But uh, yeah, I think Harden's best move is to stick around and play well. I think he'll realize that in the end. I mean, he was pretty adamant when he was in China. I will never play for an organization that Maury's part of. But when he was back in Houston, he was asked, you know, is this irreconcilable, basically? And he said, I think so. Sounded a little softer. Maybe he had some time to cool off. Maybe he was hinting that there's certain things that the Sixers could do. I mean, they're not allowed to extend him at this point. No, Um, there's no way they can extend him now. No way. But he has to know that his fate is in some way tied to theirs as well. Because if he stays and holds out, they can block him from becoming a free agent. He'd also be losing his best chance to make money, which is the team that he's on, who can go over the cap to, to pay him. We That's know why this trade so bad. We know the city has a storied history with players that like spurn teams like this. Opening night, uh, the Philly, the Sixers home opener. What would you expect the reception to be when uh, when our good friend Tom announces James Harden? Oof. Um, assuming he trots out there, is it gonna is it gonna be better or worse than like some of the Ben Simmons crowds? Probably not quite as bad as Ben because yeah. Ben was there was more history there with Ben, right? Yeah, the, the them spending a first round pick and just Ben not really um committing to improving his game, just being the same kind of player over and over again. Even though hashtag grainy video season would lead us to believe. Otherwise, every damn off season. <laughs> yeah, Jesus, I would, remember I those guess, days? I, I want those me. days again <laughs> compared to this nonsense. Yeah, there was more hope in front of us even with all that. <laughs> but just going back to the question, like, I I don't think it would be that bad. Like, let's say James comes out and it just throws down like a 25-point triple-double and like they win by like 15 points. I'm not saying that, that it's going to be immediately cured, but people might feel good that's the other thing if they're winning if they came out with a good record if miami didn't get dame or it took them some time to gel maybe porzingis is banged up and the celtics are not better than they were last year maybe a rookie coach in milwaukee doesn't have them clicking on all cylinders right away the Sixers are good and they win a big game and harden hits a game winner and 
you see him slap Tyrese Maxey's butt or hug him <laughs> well. I think some of those fans who were booing will, will give him a cheer at that point. So I think he could win them over potentially, but they'd have to be playing well, and he would too. I mean, it's probably good that Harden doesn't have to play in Philly until October 29th. He's going <laughs> to six to start on the road at Milwaukee and at Toronto those first two games. Okay. So James James has a good opportunity to like show that he is okay with being here <laughs> and performing <laughs> at a high level. You got you got your chance, and then it's against Dame on the 29th. So that that'll be fun. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We're going to come back and we're going to get into a little bit more of the uh, Harden fiasco here, but we're going to come at it from a different angle. Let's talk about the atmosphere of the locker room with this Harden situation because Ramona Shelburne has Uh said some things. Pat Beverly has said some things. So let's dive into all that. We'll be right back after these words. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Property Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Property Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Out of Sight podcast on the Liberty Ballers podcast network. Deal Royster, Dave Early here joining you as always. Uh, Dave, the locker room atmosphere with this whole hardened situation. Are you kind of hopeful about it? Because Ramona Shelbourne did comment the talk she talked to joel she says that joel is quote happy to be a sixer she doesn't think this is a precursor to something she thinks this is joel trolling as when it pertains to him changing his twitter bio kind of inclined to agree with that just because i know joel's track record and he just loves to mess with the media like this where where do you land in in your brain about this I think that Joel is definitely impatient. I think that he's certainly weighing his options at this point. You know, he, as Ramona said on that soundbite on TV, she said like, he goes away on his honeymoon. He's in, you know, he's in the Caribbean or wherever he is. And he comes back to this and he's already been through so much with this organization. Yeah. And if this is only the beginning from Harden, you can see how it's going to wear on a guy like Joe. Um, he's and I, I totally understand that too. Yeah, he's looking around the league. He's looking at a team like Miami, and they're a well-oiled machine, and they don't have all these front office disasters and holdouts every other year. Um, and if Joel wants to take some responsibility there, maybe he could or should. But if he isn't thinking that way, and he's thinking, you know what, I'm 29 now, I'll be 30 in March. At this point in my career, maybe it is time for me to uh, consider my options. Maybe I would be much happier and relieved if I were suddenly in Miami or New York or wherever it is. That I, I can't I believe I'm about to. I can't believe I'm about to say this, but right now, like the Knicks organization is actually starting to look pretty damn good for Joel Embiid at this point, compared to yeah. the Sixers organization. I never thought I would be saying that. Well, it happens every handful of years when a star decides I just want to live in New York. We saw it with Kyrie and KD. 
and they just changed everything about the franchise we all saw was the worst. So if you want to go to New York, they'll have a chance to make their uh, process look good. But, you know, it's a city advantage, I guess. And we've talked about this before, the possibility of the Sixers punting for this year just because of their uh, cap outlook for next summer. I I feel like that's got to be a huge sticking point, but the plan has to be very specific, right? Like you can't just be out here floating possibles. You have to be very specific and just say, okay, we want you here. We want you back. We're going to extend Maxi. We're going to bring in, I, I don't, I don't know, like at worst case scenario, like a Paul George type of guy or, you know, just somebody that's out there, like be it LeBron. Like, I don't know if it would be LeBron. He's like kind of up there in age. Like we'd love to have him here, but still like just somebody that is closer to third banana level. But whatever the plan is, it's got to be very specific and it's got to be very calculated. Like this is a season. If you're punting, you can't screw this up and speak in generalities. Yeah, I think Mark Stein had a piece on the day we're recording this. It was basically like that if they were to do a trade, they want to flip the assets they gain immediately for a good player. And they also want to make a deal where they have cap space next year. So can they accomplish those stated goals? It's hard to picture it going as perfectly as they'd like. Um, but, you know, if Maury can pull a rabbit out of this hat, it would be pretty interesting. I feel like Joel's going to give him more time. I, I don't think he's going to ask for a trade this season. But I don't I think so cer- either. I certainly would not be surprised if he did. I wouldn't be surprised if it was this season. And if the season doesn't go well, like we're talking. Next like, summer wouldn't be surprising at all. Next summer would not be surprising at all. Even with like a clear, concise plan would not be surprised. No, you'd have to execute the plan to even get him to consider it, I think. And it would have to be a pretty good execution. And now there's even more locker room uh, kerfuffle after what Patrick Beverly, newly signed Patrick Beverly, said on his podcast where, okay, he understand. he said he quote both, he understands both sides. It's an unfortunate situation. He came to Philly hoping to play with James Harden. And now this this is the quote. If someone makes a handshake deal with you, you expect them to live up to their end of the handshake deal. But it seems like a handshake deal from Daryl Morey maybe doesn't mean as much. That's one. That's um, not from Beverly. That's from the, the that's co-host. from that's from that's from his co-host Roan. And then yeah. And then Beverly um, was just saying, yeah, uh, if I have a deal with somebody and i was and i'm expecting to get a bag let it be known that i'm gonna be in my feelings a little bit if i don't get that bag which is i i guess that's reasonable but you can't be speculating that kind of thing pat you can't do that right it's one thing if he were to if he were just a podcaster and he was saying you know if i was promised a bag like James was hypothetically, then I would expect my bag. He's dignifying this charge against his own team. The one that right, he's giving it general... weight. Yeah. So if you look at it from James Harden's perspective, it's, Hey, that's awesome. He just basically validated me. He said, he understands my position. 
he said he's all player and he said if he were an owner he and he made a handshake deal and it didn't work out he would want to renege on it too so if you're james you're thinking hey that's pretty nice pr for me if you're the sixers you're thinking yo there's literally an investigation that opened up the day after you sent this i don't know what are you doing (laughs) yeah danny green had comments too and you just have to wonder is it possible is there any way that adam silver wanted to give this a few days and see where public opinion fell And if it felt like a lot of reporters and maybe current players are looking at the Sixers as having done something shady, either to lure James out of Brooklyn or to get him to take his pay cut heading into this summer or didn't get paid, um, then maybe I'll just at least reopen the investigation, the inquiry. I'll take a look. Maybe I'll give them some sort of slap on the wrist or warning. Or maybe I'll actually uncover something this time, looking a little more thoroughly, and we'll we'll penalize them heavily. So if the NBA wants to drop the hammer because they feel pressured that there's public sentiment, they did something illegal, and they're just really worried about the way the fans perceive that, you know, you don't want to hear that your team has a max contract to offer, and that summer comes, and he goes to L.A. or Miami for a $5 million deal when your team was offering thirty five. And then a year later, you find out, oh, the owner promised him money later or money off the books or something else. Right. That would feel that would feel very, very unfair as a fan. And that's why that penalty is so much harsher than, oh, I talked to you on Friday the 30th, but I was supposed to wait until, you know, Saturday the 31st. And I, I just keep looking at this. And I keep thinking about it, just like, I don't know how serious the NBA is going to get into this inquiry. Just like it. Like I was saying before the break, it's a lot of he said, he said. And I don't think that Maury is, uh, I don't don't think he lacks that kind of confidence where he leaves some kind of a trail behind. Yeah, I don't think he would. And at this point, it's not even he said, he said, because James isn't saying they did it and they're not saying they did it. They're saying they didn't do it. James is saying the only reason I was calling him a liar is because he said he would trade me and he didn't. And it really then falls on the NBA to prove something happened where you and I don't think there's any proof. Cause of course so, they may not have made any handshake agreement at all either. So it sounds like we're rolling into the season with, with Harden and, and Embiid, at least for now. Um, ne- uh, yeah, next, I think he's going to play. I think he's going to realize he's going to play. Is, yeah. This is his best shot. Like this is the best shot for him from a PR standpoint, financially, it it just makes more sense to play great basketball here because there is still yeah, a window when you have the win. reigning MVP. He's not he's not like a guy who's susceptible to advice. Like if his agent says do this or that, I don't know that he's going to listen. But yeah. that being said, his, it's in his best interest to play and play well because I don't think anyone with his best interest in mind is going to tell him go through the year long holdout. So let's do let's do this for next week, right? Let's come up with one to ten, right? Because playing, what who who are the top ten teams in the East like right now? Given the Harden situation, Porzingis's injury, the rookie head coach in Milwaukee, like let's let's do that next week. Like top like ten, that. one through ten in order. What do you say we do that next week? Let's do that as a good teaser. Okay. So we're going to prep all of our homework for that. We'll get that done and get that ready for you for next week. Until then, read the site, libertyballers.com. Listen to all the fabulous podcasts on the Liberty Ballers Podcast Network. 
Also follow us on Twitter. I am at Adobe Royster. Dave is at David Early. Follow Liberty Ballers at Liberty underscore Ballers. David, always good talking to you and uh, keeping me off the ledge. <laughs> <laughs> final final question, real quick. Uh, have you any interest in Madden 24? Are you getting it? Are you playing it? Are you spending hard-earned cash on it? No, I'm not. A, I'm not a gamer at this point. So I will say I got a PC code for for free in a sweepstakes, and I've been playing it. And I've been playing it on PC. Um, the next gen features finally came over. So the the precision passing and the next gen stats and all of that. I, I I'm enjoying it so far. I'm I'm liking it. Franchise mode I haven't dived into just yet. I'm getting the feel for the new mechanics, but. I'm into it. There, there are certain things that still need a little work presentation wise, but overall, it's not terrible. It's not the worst thing I've ever played. And it, what was, team, and it was. What team did you play with? I mean, come on. Who, who, Eagles? what team did I play with? Come on. <laughs> I do, I do play with the Eagles unless I'm playing head to head online with a, with friends of mine from Philly because I always give them the Eagles anyway because I'd rather not argue. And then I just play with the Chargers, so it doesn't matter. Oh, the Chargers, yeah, you can get a lot of passing going. A lot of passing, little uh get some pass rush in there with uh Bosa and Khalil Mack. So it's nice. It's not bad. Right. But uh yeah, just just saying, I have my opinions because my copy was free. If you're paying money for it, you probably have a different opinion. But my copy was free and I'm enjoying it because I didn't have to <laughs> pay any money for it. But until next week, we're gonna get our top tens done and uh we'll talk to everybody next week so peace out go sixers as always What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise Flagship Fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise Flagship Fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com Flagship. This is a paid advertisement.